Well, folks, Shaw Jerry Adams Arish, August Arish Tasulagum, Gul Shivsha Gumoy. Tame are Malehan the Sierra Fos, but Tashe Korkon Kregneha be Ur An Woy Ogumsa, August Bay, the couple of Lehanta Wilfagda Lumsa. So just reflecting on the fact that hardly a week nigh passes without politicians, bloggers, columnists writing about Irish unity and someone somewhere calling on the Irish government to establish a citizens' assembly to plan constitutional change. And the number of books and informed academic publications examining and supporting constitutional change has also dramatically increased. Under the banner, Together We Can, Ireland's Future is busy promoting their major conference in the Three Arena in Dublin on October the 1st. Their impressive lineup includes political and community leaders, artists and international guests. And the group also plans to launch a vision document setting out their view of the future. Last summer, Sinn Féin announced the setting up of a commission on the future of Ireland. And the commission is a unique and ambitious initiative which includes a series of people's assemblies under the broad slogan, The New Ireland is for everyone, have your say. On October the 12th, the inaugural public meeting, the first public meeting of the People's Assembly, will take place in Belfast Waterfront Hall between 7 and 9 that evening. The Commission is extending an open invitation to all citizens and sections of society to submit their views on the future of, on the future of our little island. The opinions of those with alternative visions will be welcome also. And there will also be women's assemblies, youth assemblies and assemblies in Gaeltacht areas. And the intention is to widen the current conversation through public sectoral and private discussions. The Commission will seek to engage with the Protestant and Unionist sections of our people, with our neighbours with a British identity and the Unionist, Protestant and Loyalist members of our society are especially welcome to participate. So if you'd like to attend the Belfast Assembly, you can register for it at www.eventbright.ie and submissions to the Commission on the Future of Ireland are open at www.sinnfein.ie. Morgan, your folks. Now, during my occasional vacations at Her Majesty's pleasure. Many of my comrades made mementos of their incarcerations from wood or leather as gifts for family or friends or for the Green Cross and Uncommon Cara, the prisoners dependent support groups. I rarely did any handicraft work. I lacked the skills required and the patience. I did uh, limit myself, I suppose, at the beginning to the product or the production of handkerchiefs, 
which I adorned with uh, suitable pledges of everlasting love with appropriate symbols and brightly coloured them with marker pens. And some were for birthdays and some were for anniversaries. Some were for children and were replete with cartoon characters. Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck were favourites. Other more revolutionary comrades painted or illustrated defiant statements of revolutionary intent. And these armor lights featured alongside tricolors and starry plows are drawings of our patriot dead. Another work was also popular. Purses and wallets, belts, handbags, Celtic artwork adorned these. And the name of the recipient, of course. I never did any leather work, but by way of bribery or barter, I did manage to give Colette some lovely and fashionable accoutrements. Some fine craftsmen emerged, particularly from the cages of Long Cash. Late Tom Cahill, despite injuries inflicted on him in a gun attack, was a particularly accomplished leather worker. Woodwork, too, was the domain of highly skilled craftsmen, especially countrymen. Countrymen were anyone from outside Belfast. And they produced harps and Celtic crosses of all sizes. Some were very large indeed. If I remember correctly, there's a full-sized harp on display in Common the Murloc, the Felons Club in Belfast, alongside a rocking chair. Spinning wheels were also very popular. I did a small Celtic cross once. I have it yet. I was unsure of how to reproduce the appropriate, appropriate Celtic designs to adorn its panels. Then Ted persuaded me that he was an expert in 4th century Om symbols. He told me he had studied this ancient and primitive form of Irish writing. I was very gullible. I still am. And Ted is very persuasive. He still is. He drew the symbols freehand on my wee cross and I dutifully carved them out. They're very unique. And I've carried that cross for Ireland and Ted since our sojourns in the cage six compound 50 years ago. Music boxes of all kinds, from little pianos to wooden hearts, also emerged. All finely engraved with the iconic romantic images, names and proper Celtic designs. Some had musical chimes which played when the box was opened. That's why they were called music boxes, I suppose. Some had plush interiors. They were lined with velvet of a suitably rich texture and colour. I used to slip a wee note. This music box was made by Jerry Adams, along with the date, beneath the lining when the music box maker was otherwise engaged. I thought it would be funny decades later for someone to discover who really made their much-treasured vanity set. Joe Rafter, my old friend, floorboards to those who knew him well, specialised in making models of the travelling people's barrel-shaped covered wagons. Other comrades produced plaques for all occasions. And at times there were passing fads, for example, lollipop sticks or matchsticks were glued together to construct 
Yes, you've guessed it, harps and crosses. But these were never as popular as the wooden ones. I suppose it was easier to get wood. Matchsticks or lollipop sticks were less available, particularly in the thousands or tens of thousands that are needed to make a decent side piece of craft. Occasionally some enterprising folk would shape coins into clatter rings. I think Shanador Nal O'Donnell has a fanya made by one of his imprisoned ancestors. Once I got a very fine wooden garage made for our oldest lad. It was painted white and its signage was Adams and Son. There was a ramp going to the flat-roofed car parking space for all his wee dinky cars. I was very proud of it. Someone stole it from outside our door down in Beachmount. Tom Hartley lived across from us. I wonder could he be number one suspect. The oldest lad also got a wee wooden sword in its own scabbard and a wee belt. Now the oldest lad, oldest lad, has it, although the handle is broken. But still, it's half a century old after all. Under prison regulations, handicraft work is described as a privilege. Sometimes privileges would be withdrawn by the prison regime. This usually caused uproar. During the blanket protests, the men in the H-blocks were denied all of their privileges. The women in Armagh suffered similar sanctions. There were also many fine artists among us. Pat McGee was very good, so too was Lucas Quigley and his brother Tommy, and the incomparable Danny Devaney. On the Maidstone prison ship, I was moved for a wee while to Dublin watercolours. Groyd Davison was my mentor. One of my paintings lay rolled up in the attic for decades. It looks far better now framed and on the wall where it belongs, a reminder of the Maidstone. We forced them to close this prison ship, by the way, but that's another story. Tom Hartley is always on the lookout for prison handicrafts. A piece I gave him from Armagh Women's Prison had pride of place in the Ulster Museum, has pride of place yet in the Ulster Museum. It used to belong to the late Kathleen Thompson, the Armagh women sent it out to her in thanks for all her work on behalf of the prisoners. And maybe you have some hidden treasures in your glory hole, or on the top of the wardrobe, or in the garage, or in your granny's bottom drawer. Have a look. You never know what you might find. These wee pieces of handicraft work are all part of our community, family, and national history. They're a reminder of our penal history, and they help some of us to do our whack. And given that I've mentioned Kathleen Thompson, we'll go out this week with A Song of the Dawn by Kathleen and Eamon and the Flying Column. Chiefy May Shibsha, Gunyurianta, Libsha, Gulyar. song I'll sing is a song.